Hey guys, I'm recording this here on April 5th. It's Sunday. Everyone's trying to survive the crisis. Quick note to you guys, we are moving. You know, you used to delay these episodes by, you know, four to eight months after we recorded them in terms of releasing them on the podcast. We've changed that. A lot of these interviews you're going to hear over the next many months are going to be ones we recorded only days prior. We think that's a smarter way to run the show. I've made the change. So expect more urgent information coming out. Secondly, I am getting destroyed on iTunes reviews by these people that say Nathan's rude, he's hard hitting, blah, 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 which by the way, I am. It's part of my style. It's what works. The problem is people that love that style never take the time to go leave a five-star review. So I only get one or five-star reviews on iTunes. And right now there's a streak of one-star reviews that is driving me crazy. It would mean the world to me, guys. If you're loving the show, you love how direct I am, you like the style, if you go leave a review on iTunes now, if you do that and tweet it to me, text it to me, email it to me, whatever you want. I'm going to reply with a very special surprise. I think a lot of you guys will really like it is heavy, heavy data oriented. All right. So I appreciate that. Thanks guys. Enjoy the show. Building knack.com founded back in 2015. They're now serving between hundred and 600 customers, mainly more enterprise now than they were three or four years ago. He's built this company completely bootstrapped with these uh, customers paying anywhere between call it $6,000 ACVs all the way up to way, way north of that as they've moved more towards enterprise. The virus is impacting them. The Adobe summit is really where they get a lot of their new customers connected, new customers that's obviously canceled, but they're still looking to scale their team of 25 people, eight engineers, three quota carrying reps, again, serving the enterprise space and in the email marketing world hoping to expand more to a platform play hello everyone my guest today is pierce eugene walla he is the ceo and founder of a company called knack an enterprise email creation software for teams knack's the first platform to help enterprise folks do this empowering marketers writers and designers to collaborate and create beautiful responsive on-brand emails quickly with no coding required pierce you ready to take us to the top Let's do it. All right. So people are going to hear enterprise email and go, no, there are plenty of companies that help brands send out, you know, enterprises send out mass email. How are you different? Yeah. I mean, my background is really on the Marketo side of things. You know, one of the biggest marketing automation platforms serving a lot of uh, enterprise companies. And I had a consultancy that did a lot of professional services in this space and every customer we worked with had the same issue around this problem. Mm -hmm. um, so when we started Knack, it was really about helping Marketo customers with it. But the more we got into it, we realized this is a way more widespread issue than just Marketo. When did you launch so the company? Uh, five years ago, we actually just had our fifth anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. And you Thank came you. on, you came on actually back in September of 2018 and shared that you guys were, you know, flirting with 600 customers, $500 ARPU, about a 3 million ish run rate, right? Yeah, that was, that was your best estimation. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Where, so where um, are you exclusively growing based off the Marketo integration? Uh, like, are you, have you dedicated yourself and kind of gone all in on one channel? Uh, so in the past, since we last spoke, really, we've been looking at uh, diversifying our revenue and really looking to be make NAC that platform agnostic platform. So a lot of our growth is actually coming from other marketing automation platforms, other tools that our enterprise customers use to communicate with their prospects and customers. Can you name a Can you name a couple of those? So Elko, yeah, Marketo, what else? For sure. So uh, we're seeing growth, uh, Salesforce, Marketing Cloud, Pardot, 
uh, Oracle responses. And then we're, we're also just discovering all these new platforms, a lot of in-house platforms that our enterprise customers work with. Mm -hmm. Very good. And are you, uh, are you still serving out 600 customers? Has that grown significantly? So when we last spoke, we kind of were in the middle of transitioning to become more of an enterprise focused platform. Uh, when we last spoke, we still had like a $99 per month uh, credit card product as well. So I'd actually say we've, we have, have less customers than we did before, but our ASP has gone way through the roof, right? So, um, we have uh, grown a hundred percent year over year since we last spoke, but really taking more of that enterprise focus and expanding our business that way. Okay. So how, how many smaller customers have you let churn off? Like, are you down to like a hundred customers now today? Yeah. So, I mean, that was the other thing was that those $99 a month customers, what we learned took a lot of support uh, churned very quickly. Whereas our enterprise customers, we've got net revenue churn of under 2% now. Uh, so, so yeah, so we, you know, we were happy to kind of not lose customers, but really focus on that enterprise space where I think we can add the most value. Yeah. Well, Pierce, just to be clear, the reason I'm pushing on these numbers is this is something that I think actually more people should do. They test a more freemium approach, like 99 bucks free to 99 bucks a month. They get a thousand customers and they don't have the courage to say this isn't economically viable. We need to churn <coughs> some of these folks off and move enterprise quadruple price points and churn their customers back down. Yeah. So, so what is that updated number? Like, is it about a hundred customers now today or, or less? I mean, what's that number today? Yeah. I mean, First, and it's a great point, right? When, when it's very attractive to have a $99 a month credit card product where people can just put in a, a credit card. They don't have to talk to sales. It's a very quick sale and not a lot of effort, right? But the issue with those types of customers is that just as easily as they came onto your platform, they're going to get off it as well. So what we realized, especially as a bootstrap company, was that we need to focus on our customers who we can add the most value to, who are going to pay us for that value that we're able to give them. So I can tell you, we definitely lost a lot of customers, right? Well, Pierce, what's a lot? What's a lot though? I'm agreeing with your strategy. I'm trying to get to like a, yeah. an actual number. So we, we still are in the hundreds of customers. Okay. So that's what I can tell you. Okay. It's not 600 anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. significantly less than that, but. But north our, of 100. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, your ASP, and your ASP has grown. So let me ask you a question. One of the big challenges with SaaS is when they do this transition is they don't know how to communicate the price changes to their older grandfathered cheaper accounts. So how did you approach that? Did you make people yeah. either decide to leave or upgrade to your new pricing or did you grandfather them at 99 bucks a month? Yeah, I think. The only reason we got to where we are today is because of those initial customers who trusted us with our business from the beginning. What was really important to us was those customers who allowed us to get here, that we took care of them and that we gave them a way to either join us on our kind of new mission, in which case we did grandfather a lot of our initial customers on, or some people simply said, yeah, you know what? you know, 
we're we're gonna opt out to that which we totally respect and we still thank them for their business to help well but that's okay then that's not good though right so if you told them they could have stayed on your platform without paying the new pricing and and hundreds of them turned off that's not a good sign if you didn't force them into the higher price point and they said even if you give us the 99 bucks a month still we don't want to continue that's not a good sign sorry let me clarify that any of our customers who wanted to stay with us with what they were paying us are still doing that Right. The mm-hmm. ones who churned off um, were more of our one time. We used to have like one time payment customers or $99 a month customers. Uh, in order to get onto our new product, there was in some cases uh, a price increase, or, you know, they felt like, hey, we have all the templates we need now. We're good. So okay. we recognize we're going to lose some customers and we're, ha- you know, we recognize this is the future of NAC and what we wanted to do. Okay. So so it's fair. To, then if you update now today, you take your grandfather customers plus your new customers, your new price points, et cetera. You're saying your ASP is significantly north of $99 per month at this point. Yeah. Well, last time we spoke, we said our ASP was 6000 a year. Okay. Uh, so 500 a month. Yep. And yes, I can confirm that our, our ASP is significantly higher than that, which is what's allowing us to grow at 100% year over year. Significantly? I mean, is it fair to say it's more than double that? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I wish I could share exactly what that is with you, but... Uh, you know, I'll let you come up with your own estimations. Well, I don't want to, I mean, if, if I was going to come up with my own estimations, I would just do the podcast without you being on it. Uh, that would be a lot of fun, me talking to myself. But the point, yeah. the point being here, like you've made the strategic decision not to put pricing on your pricing page, which drives some people crazy. But for you and from the, the SaaS CEO watching, it's also great leverage because you funnel those leads to your sales team and they can work up a custom plan. And if someone's willing to pay more money for the value you provide, then you, you get more money paid yeah. to you, right? So, so how do you handle that? How many, how many sales yeah. reps do you have right now? Uh, yes. Yeah. So up until two months ago, we've been a hundred percent inbound. So everyone that we've sold to has come to us through our website, uh, in an inbound manner. So up until a couple months ago, we hired our first outbound rep. So we have three sales reps right now. And they all carry a uh, quota. <clears throat> yep. Okay. And, 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 and what so, percent of the total team is that? How many total people on the team? Uh, so we have 25 people on the team. Okay. Now. Okay. So yeah. three, three quota carrying folks and how many engineers? Yeah. Uh, our dev team is, uh, about eight people. Okay. Top tribe. Many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly? And why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use hostgator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. And so, so let's shift now to like current day. You can't do an interview like this today and not talk about the recession, right? The, the virus is impacting everybody, right? Uh, you're based, I believe up in Canada. How yeah. is this impacting? Are you seeing a churn spike? 
Uh, no, so we haven't. I think we're very fortunate in the sense that, you know, if, if you look at what companies typically dedicate their marketing budget to, a huge amount of that is going to be in-person physical events or trade shows. Now, with, with COVID, you know, digital channels, I think, are becoming more important than ever before. We actually looked at our platform's data last month and saw that we had double the amount of emails that have ever been built before month over month. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's early for us still. Uh, it, it's have you seen anyone that, churn? I mean, has anyone emailed you and said, hey, we need a, can you pause our account? No. Not, not yet. At this point. Okay. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely trying to work with our customers on that. So we're here to help them. I think uh, one thing that we're, we've communicated to our customers is, you know, if they have any issues with their subscription moving forward or they need to kind of pause their subscription renewal uh, discussion, we're happy to discuss that. But at this point, no one has churned because yeah. of this. And now you're, you're in a unique spot as well because you're bootstrapped. You continue to be bootstrapped today, which means you've been operating a company at either break-even or profitable already over the past five years, correct? Yep. So it's not like you raised a bunch, burns too high, and now you have to cut a bunch to get back to profitability to survive something. You're good in terms of surviving. Yeah, we have it. We have a lot of runway ahead of us, um, and I think what this has also showed us is how resilient a SaaS business can be, as opposed to that kind of one-time payment business where you need those customers coming in all the time. Mm -hmm. This has uh, been an incredible advantage for us. And those 25 team members, are they all based up there in Ontario with you? Uh, so we have um, most of them in Ontario, and then there's other remote employees across Canada. So all of us are in Canada, um, but not everyone here in Ottawa. Okay, I see. Got it. Um, and where, so where do you think the next, again, considering a recession virus, I mean, where do you think, how do you get your next million dollars in ARR? Where's it come from? Yeah, it's a great question. I think one thing that that we really see as a company is that when we started this, we thought, hey, this is a platform for marketers who are going to help build their communications. But what, what we have realized over time is that this is actually a platform for everybody in a company that needs to send out on-brand communications. And so I think there is a ton of potential and expanding NAC beyond that marketing department to, you know, in-house communications, development communications, partner communications, sales mm -hmm. communications, like that. There's so much more to go there. And then we also do see, you know, a lot of growth potential in the platform expansion strategy, which is something that we're doubling down on right now. What does that mean, platform expansion strategy? Well, like we were just connecting to Marketo last time we talked now, right? We want to be an agnostic platform that can support you no matter where you're sending your communications out from. I see. I see. And is this, I mean, is this something you go out and do potentially raise capital for to drive extra growth or are you happy being bootstrapped? Uh, we are still happy being bootstrapped. I think Canada has actually some amazing programs to help fund startup companies. Um, IRAP is one of them. So we're able to, to access capital that way. With How do you spell that? Our company. Uh, I-R-A-P. 
Okay, is that the same as the shred financing? Similar. So shred is more about getting money back from your R&D spend, whereas IRAP, you can nominate specific projects that you're working on, and they'll cover the development of this. Interesting. So basically, it sounds like IRAP is almost like pre-approved shred. They'll confirm it's an R&D expense and pre-approve you for it. Yeah, it's similar to that. It's a it's a much more streamlined process. Um, that's more of like a business focus with a specific business outcome that's come mm-hmm. from it. If you look at the past five years of the business in terms of how the Canadian government has potentially helped fuel the development growth of NAC, I mean, can you quantify how much money you've gotten back from the government? You think it's more than a million? Uh, so we we actually just started taking advantage of these programs last year. So I think we've just scratched you know the tip of the iceberg on what they can help us with. But it's an incredible program, and I'd encourage other bootstrap companies in Canada to try and take mm-hmm. you know leverage it to help them grow. Very good. Last question here: What's the next big revenue goal? You think even in a recession, you guys can get up to five, six million bucks in AR this year, or is that more of a stretch? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I've spoken with our team about what if we want to move the target that we had set for ourselves at the end of the year and, you know, fully putting it to them like, hey, I understand if we need to adjust this based on everything that's happening. But what we're seeing in our pipeline and how we're seeing our deals close, we're keeping that same number again. And that's going to put us at, again, 100% year over year growth. That's right. What what is that target? I mean, can can you get? I mean, can you drive additional growth to get up to five, six in ARR this year, or is that more of like a twenty twenty one goal? Yeah, like one of the things that happened to us during this COVID was that you know the Adobe Summit is our biggest uh, marketing event of the year. We put it's you know that's our Super Bowl for us, and uh, you know this year we don't get that. We don't get to interact with our customers. We don't get to see with see them and have that FaceTime. So to me, that's really the biggest thing is, you know, is are we going to be able to replicate that virtually? Are we going to be able to change our marketing spend to enable us to continue to create that pipeline? And based on what we're seeing so far, flipping it to digital is that we're still having a lot of success driving new leads and pipeline guys those of you watching live this is one of the first times we're doing the one of the podcasts live if you do have questions for pierce he's the ceo of knack an enterprise email marketing solution but expanding quickly to be more of a platform play uh, between 100 and 600 customers you have questions for him you can post them here on facebook i'll fire them at him uh, as we're wrapping up here right when we uh when we wrap up here with the famous five pierce you ready to wrap up yeah sure man all right number one favorite business book Well, we did this last time. I feel like I got to switch it up now. Well, yeah, Um, hopefully you're not reading the same book you were reading three years ago. (laughs) You're slow. We got a slow reader on the show today, guys. I, uh, you know, one thing for me is about building our team right now. So I recently read Who, which is about a book about how to hire A players. And that was incredible. Number two, is there a CEO you're uh, studying or or, uh, looking at right now? Yeah, I think... um, Recently, I've really been following the Basecamp guys, so um, Jason and DHH. Yep. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building NAC? Um, I'm going to go with Salesforce. Number four, how many hours of CP in every night? Try and get my full eight hours. That's good. And situation, married, single kids? 
married, two kids, a two and a five year old, and I'm shocked that we haven't heard them yet. As I'd say, all my podcast interviews <laughs> over the past like three or four yeah. days with everyone at home, I've I've always had a kid running into like dad's arms on the show <laughs> and covering his mouth. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> all right, so two and five, and how old are you? I uh, just turned thirty five. Thirty five. Last question: What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Um. I wish my 20-year-old self knew that it's not all about making money and it's actually about doing what you're passionate about with people that you enjoy doing that with. Guys, there you have it, PierceBuildingKnack.com, founded back in 2015. They're now serving between 100 and 600 customers, mainly more enterprise now than they were three or four years ago. He's built this company completely bootstrapped with these uh, customers paying anywhere between, call it $6,000 ACVs, all the way up to way, way north of that as they've moved more towards enterprise. The virus is impacting them. The Adobe Summit is really where they get a lot of their new customers, connecting new customers. That's obviously canceled, but they're still looking to scale. Their team of 25 people, eight engineers, three quota-carrying reps, again, serving the enterprise space in the email marketing world, hoping to expand more to a platform play. Pierce, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. Always a pleasure. All right. Stay safe. See ya. Cheers. Bye.